Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Hello, everyone. Before we jump into today's game, I wanted to quickly talk about Polymorph Crafts. Now, you've probably noticed that they've sponsored the last few episodes, and now they've launched their own Kickstarter! Go to polymorphcrafts.com to check out their Mimic Chest and all of the wonderful stretch goals that come with it. They sent me one, and I love it. And I'm sure you'll love yours too if you decide to back these good people. So thank you, Polymorph Crafts, for sponsoring our little D&D show, and we wish you the best of luck on your Kickstarter. Last time on Dungeon Drunks! Deeper into the tunnels under the bloody fist, the party examine a strange well that seems to house some kind of changing teleporter. After a close encounter with the other side, they take a short rest and prepare to continue to explore more of the Undermountain. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy. And tonight, I am not drinking something alcoholic, but I'm drinking something that makes me happy because it is finally fall, and thus I have hot tea. So at the moment, I am drinking... Pretty much my favorite tea of all time. It's a blackberry sage, which is basically a black tea with a little bit of blackberries in it. And it makes me happy. And eventually I'll add vodka back into it. But for the moment, it's cold enough to enjoy hot tea. And I just wanted to have hot tea in a mug because joy. Jonathan, what are you drinking? This is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Muscular tonight. I am drinking uh, wine. For the first time in forever. It is a hey. layered cake Shiraz. It is quite good. Ooh. And our shot of Fireball tonight, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, is dedicated to my Destiny clan. Yes, Aww. all you fine folks of clan temporary, you guys are... <laughs> <laughs> your clan really temporary. called clan temporary? It's I clan temporary. Clan. I love that, that so much. Clan. You are. Uh, yes. and um, I think technically I still am, even though I haven't played number two. No, uh, you are in the Destiny, Destiny 1 version. One. Yeah. Uh, so, Clan Temporary was formed to get the achievement for having all people in a fire team completing the raid in the same clan. That was ah. it. That was the only reason why we did it. Except more people kept joining. And more. And more. And more. So, and now it's no longer a temporary clan. It's not it's temporary. temporary clan. It's actually the legit clan. We we do shit. And and right now, uh, members of that team are off trying to complete the raid. So good luck to them. This shot is for you, clan temporary. Love you. Yay, Yay, temporary. I have no transition. Carlton, what are you <laughs> drinking? Uh, I'm also drinking tea, except mine is iced. And it's the Pure Leaf Tea House Collection. And it's an organic black tea with a hint of Sicilian lemon and honeysuckle. Hey, tea buddies. Black tea, tea buddies, too. Oh, so good. Mm, hold on a second. Except mine is iced, not hot. Oh, I, though I did think about a hot tea. It's okay. And I is might do that next week. It's too but, warm. See, that's the thing is, in Texas, it's not fall weather yet. It doesn't become <laughs> fall weather until February. Nope, nope. I'm there before you, and I am super happy. Bernie, what are you drinking? Well, it is also fall weather in Ottawa, and I am ecstatic about that. But I have – Stephen bought this for me, actually. He's so sweet. Um, it is a Great Lakes Brewery pumpkin ale, and it's, it's, it's so good. It's just like 
I also learned some really cool things about like how pumpkin everybody like I assume a lot of people think pumpkin ale is like jumping on a bandwagon. Apparently, pumpkins were so popular for a really long time, like in the Middle Ages, that people got sick of them. So <laughs> apparently, we go as humans through like waves of like like 1600, 1700, so not less Middle Ages, but. Um, waves of like really liking pumpkin <laughs> and people are like I don't pumpkin waves people are like i don't want any fucking more pumpkin <laughs> so yeah pumpkins have been around in existence all over the world something like it for a really long time so they're not just a new world crop but that's cool because what that means is people have been drinking pumpkin beers for hundreds of years so this is a historically awesome beer that i'm drinking tonight awesome i love it travancore what are you drinking good people of Faerun. The Viceroy's choice this evening, because whatever satisfies the soul is truth, is once again, the Walt Wit. Hey! Belgian, unfiltered Belgian-style white ale with the chamomile and the grapefruit zest all in there. And uh, this one, I mean, I'm not the first person to dedicate to drink, but I've been thinking of Clan Temporary lately. And to my Clan Temporary contemporaries, this one's for you. <laughs> I am super proud of our drinks tonight, guys. Like, that's that's a weird thing for me to say. But I'm super proud of our alcohol and non-alcoholic choices. And Walt Whitman quotes. And Walt Whitman quotes. Uh, Walt Whitman quotes are always welcome. Could never go wrong. So, once again, I have no transition. What you guys. That's not No transition. Yep. We got the episode title right there. You guys have just finished a short rest in a room next to a well that is currently covered with multiple rotting beds because out of the well continues to come a variety of airflow currents as Carlton has recently discovered the well in that room has a teleporter to far distant lands some of which are are not places that he wants to be and you guys have finished your your short rest you've you did some hit dice rolling the last time I believe and you were deciding on what you wanted to do next so I would just like to say, like, thinking, like, at the time, putting the beds on the well was, like, best idea. And now, as, like, a human being, like, a little bit removed from this, it feels like when a kid, like, hides under a blanket to protect itself from monsters, <laughs> like, whatever's coming through there is gonna burst through those beds. All we've given ourselves is a very strange alarm system. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even for protection. It was more to let notice, notify if someone's coming in here. Like, for instance, that that thing we were chasing, and all that hardcore knocking. That's hardcore what basically knocking. you, you yeah. made happen. I'm just sitting here, and like, this is like the time I piled balloons in front of my door to booby trap a roommate. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> whether or not the beds have done their job in the 30 minutes that you've been in this room, you have yet to be disturbed. Well, that's good. I did I roll hit dice? Did every who rolled his Carlton? Did you roll I any did. hit dice? I did. I am at yep, sixty-four is what I finished at. I'm gonna roll a hit dice. I did it last week, or right before we finished, so that way I wouldn't forget to do it yes. this time. And and I knew that hit dice had happened, and that's about all I Jonathan the Magic Muscular, recovering from his short rest, has recovered one of his fourth level spells. Actually, his fourth level spell. There's no plural there yet. It's just the one, and, but he has it back. It's better than none. Oh, yep. well, that's good. I hope that is a... Can you drink on a perfect D8 roll? Uh, sure. If you want. Yeah, let's sure. do that. Sure. That was an eight on my one D8 of hit die. Who, who am I to judge a D8? Mm-hmm. Eight is such a nice round number. All right, so what are you guys doing? Okay, so 
We could go spelunking down the weird teleporter hole. The problem is, it's like getting down there and getting back up because I don't have any more spider climbs and I can only do one at a time. If we all wanted to go, we'd have to do a rope system. I don't want to go back. I'm just saying, if we are going to go, I'm not going alone. Bernie's okay on this side of the portal, you know? I mean, like, I love you all dearly. And I think one day, climbing down a rope into an unknown land would be, it would be, like, fun. It would be, like, all the other weird, dumb shit we've done. But why don't we... Yeah, I do have an appointment after this. Focus on the task at hand, which I know that us as a group... Not that good at. Usually I'm the ringleader in not focusing on the task at hand. So I fully, I'm I'm standing in my truth. What if we continue to explore this dungeon? Yeah, uh, let's, we'll put a cork in the, uh, in the teleporty fountain. We know where it is. And yeah. we pretty much killed everything in between the, the pub or whatever, wherever we were and here. So yeah, I think we're good to explore. We just, we don't want, Though that that fucking skull that can throw fireballs, I am responsible with my fireballs. I feel like that thing's morality isn't quite there. It'll fireball whatever. I mean, now you are. Well, actually, that's not that. You know, I, I'm wrong. You're completely responsible with your fireballs, but you're kind of irresponsible with your scorching ray. <laughs> Just real talk. <laughs> He's not wrong there. When did I scorch something? Oh, remember our friends on the long road and those trees? You did not. Oh, like. that was a fireball, sir. That that was not a scorching ray. That was a firebolt. Oh, that was a firebolt. Oh, my Remember mistake. when Shadow right put on some jeans and a hat and talked to you about forest fires? <laughs> I believe he was reaching for his hat, <laughs> pulling it out of his uh, his uh, his uh, bear pocket. I also just want to say, maybe we stop going up and down wells. It historically hasn't worked well for us as a party. No. Historically, wells are not our friend. Wells We're are like not that our little girl that gets lost in them. There was a child that, right? There was, was a girl? Uh, Baby there have Jessica, been several. I want to say? There have been several. Lassie would know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I hope right, Lassie is deeper. canonically in this world. Canonical Lassie. Canonical Lassie. You'll have to look for her and find out. We we don't have, like, we have well, and then we have sort of the path forward and the path backward, right? I mean, are there any choices or or forks that we have to to take a little bit so as there's only the one entrance into the room with the well you when you're exiting you go up a slight staircase and you end up in a very long hallway the way you came from was around a corner into a room that seemed that that's where you got all the beds from and that would be leading back towards the entrance essentially if you go East instead of west, the long hallway continues for about what looks like 50 to 60 more feet before the right hand side of the wall is crumbled and there appears to be a hole into a cavern going to the right. Or if you continue all the way down this long hall, there seems to be a door and a room at the very end of this hall, which might be a good 100, 150 feet down. It's it's a little hard to tell with the distance and even with your dark vision. So if you wanted to continue along the path that you haven't traveled, you will essentially have a choice to either go south through basically the wall or continue east into this room. Oh, did 
this is a question because Bernie was an ape and not paying attention. Did anybody bother to kind of map out where we are? The Viceroy Glenmore managed to do some rudimentary sketches vis-a-vis where we are. And, and, and based on that, I'm inclined to check out that big door because why not? I vote we do the secret knock. All right. Yeah, let's let's try that. Jonathan the Magimuscular readies himself uh, for whatever's going to come out of that door. Okay, so you're heading east uh, down this long hallway. You're going to pass by the the passageway that leads south and go all the way to the end of the hall? Yeah. As we pass by the passageway, I'd like to, like, give a perception check about it. Sure. Because I just want to see if there's anything that, like, pings on the, like, hmm, is there, like, a breeze coming out? Like, it's, like, like what kind of difference does it create in the atmosphere? Yeah, me too. Sure. And, Lauren, while they're rolling that... How far down does the south, the hallway that goes south, ping out? I am sketching from this point on. Give me those perception rolls, and I'll tell you what you guys see from there. As basically, you've gone about fifty-ish feet uh, east down this hallway, and then the it kind of looks like the hallway deteriorated, disintegrated, was removed, and now instead of it being a an actual built hallway with a stone floor and mortar. Now it looks like you've encountered part of a natural cave or cavern system that leads off to the south. Um, so, Bernie, what did you get? Bernie got a 17. And Travancore? 14. Excellent. The both of you, as you pass by this opening in the wall, it, it's a fairly large opening. It's probably about 30 feet across. It's It's huge. You can kind of see rubble both in the hallway and in the cavern, leading you to feel like something busted through this or something caused this to fall. Which but way? it was long enough. Um, busted. Roll from- an investigation check. It's been long enough. It's it's obvious to you as you roll this check. It's obvious to you this didn't happen in recent memory. Okay, that's... Ooh, nice. That is a straight up 19. It kind of looks like it was from the hallway to the caverns, if the amount of rubble is is indicative. It it happened a very long time ago, but it looks like someone busted through the wall into this cavern. The two of you can Wait, very easily- one more question. Sure. Is the hole shaped like a pitcher? No, it's very rough. It, oh, so it's, 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 so it's not, not like a carbon cut out of a person. So it's not <laughs> no. like, like we're not going to find a glowing-eyed Kool-Aid man running around here is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> well, you don't you know, know that. <laughs> I think we just found our monster for next RTX. Oh my god, I really wish, like, I had just, like, attacking you in my heart so I could make you guys fight the Kool-Aid man later. Well, there you go. No, this this hole in the wall of this hallway is ceiling to floor and 30 feet wide and looks like someone pushed out from the hallway into this cavern. And do you guys have a source of light or are you guys just relying on your dark vision? I think we're just dark vision. Dark vision, same. Okay. You can see that the cavern itself branches off in two different directions. Kind of the main opening of this cave, this rough cave, goes to the southeast and disappears into darkness. And then a smaller passage leads to the southwest. And it it just looks like rubble in a cave from here. You don't really see anything. You do feel a little bit of a 
breeze, but it's stale cavern air. It's it's not like what was coming out of the well, like magical fresh air that constantly changes. It is kind of the same kind of natural cave system breeze that's keeping the air in here from being completely stagnant. Stagnant and stinky. That's up to Shadow's farts. We're not going to be fighting a giant glass lemonade, so I feel like there's probably some rough shit down there. Let's take care of the space we know first, right? Yeah. Space we know. All right, so you guys are going to continue east to the door? Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys head up to the door. This seems like uh, another simple wooden door. Would you like to open it? I would like to check it for traps. Sure. Give me an investigation check. I am good at those. Uh, investigation. Oh, 18. Pretty sure nice. those. Does not seem to be trapped. Does not seem to be locked. I will like to open it. Slowly and cautiously. Sure. It opens inward into a room that is not huge. Uh, it looks to be about 60 by 60 feet. The room has a little bit of weird ambient light in it. The stone floor and ceiling are broken by these two pillars uh, that are about 25 feet away from the door, uh, from the doorway on the left and the right. And you can see that there's this weird light purple energy that's kind of arcing back and forth between the two pillars. There's a thin wire wrapped around both, and the the energy seems to arc between the wires back and forth in this offset pattern. There's not like a, a normal, there's not like a metronome pattern going on. In the space between the pillars, you see four humanoid skeletons. They are standing, but they are writhing and wiggling as this purplish energy washes over them. Two of them appear to be kobolds of some sort. Two appear to be humans. They don't seem to do anything else except kind of dance in this weird energy. And every once in a while, you hear this as the room... It doesn't feel electric necessarily, but woogie, woogie, woogie. a little a little electric and, and Jonathan, you can definitely tell that this is this is some kind of magical energy, obviously. So it's it's a little more than just electricity. Hmm. Uh Jonathan the Magimuscular wants to make an arcana check to see if like maybe this is a trap, maybe can it can be avoided or something. I, I don't know. Alright, make an arcana check. All right. Arcana. 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 Uh, 18. You're not sure if it's a trap. If it is, it's it's fairly obvious. I mean, you can clearly see the energy arcing back and forth. As you examine it from the doorway, concentrating a bit on the magical energies flying back and forth between the two pillars, it definitely feels necrotic in its essence. But that's all you get, really, without getting any closer. You you can get a sense for an area of effect. So your your check would let you know how close you could get before you actually start to be in danger of encountering this energy. But that's that's about it without getting a lot closer. All right. Uh, guys, I'm going to check this out. I'm going right, to see we're, we're what's sure? up. We're sure? This is the thing we're sure about? You got to well, get closer? Is there, is there a way around this? The room itself... As I said, it's not huge, but the pillars are, they're intersecting the room 
so that you could go around the right side or the left side of the pillars and not go between them. And that does seem to be where this arcane energy is arcing between. So from here, it looks like you could go around the right side or left side of the pillars and get to the other side of the room without encountering any of the going by. Hmm. I feel like this means something. Uh, let's do this. Let's go around the right uh, on the outside, and I can get close enough to one of the pillars that, and avoid the arcing energy that's going between them. Just be on the opposite side of it there. But do you, but do you want me skeletons. to help us pass that trace in case there's a stealth check needed? How many of those do you have left? Um, I have three level two spots. So oh, if I okay. use it now, yeah, I let's... can use it one more time. Because if I choose something, I have a cordon of arrows, spike growth. I don't really use them that often. So you have you, Wait, you have three or two? I'm sorry. I have three level two slots. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's blow one. Cool. I cast uh, Pass Without Trace on my party and our respective animals, who are also part of our party. I, if I remember correctly, Pass Without Trace isn't that you cast it on people, it's that you cast it and anyone within- On myself within, and anyone with 30 radius, so huddle up, guys. Anyone within 30 Huddle feet. up, motherfuckers. Yep. Okay, cool. so you're looking to sneak, are, are all of you looking to sneak around the right-hand side, or Why just not? a couple of you? Yeah, I'd yeah, like to be well. sneaky together. Let's, sure. we'll I've, pause by the, by the pillars so I can take a closer look, but yeah, otherwise we'll- will pass and then go. It's not going to be... Sure. I'm not going to linger there too long. Everyone roll a stealth check. And remember, you get a plus 10 bonus to that stealth check. Ooh, ooh that's nice. Oh, gosh. God damn it, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bucks did a lot better. <laughs> All right, so let me get uh, Travancore and Shadow. 29 for Travancore, 17 for Shadow. And Bernie? Bernie got a 28. And Carlton? 24. And Jonathan and Bucks. Thanks to the natural one that Jonathan the Magimuscular rolled. Jonathan the Magimuscular got a 13. Bucks got a <laughs> uh, 27. Okay. You guys move as a group into the room off to the right-hand side, kind of hugging the right wall. Jonathan seems to be able to find every single rock and pebble on the ground to slip on, but the rest of you have kind of cordoned around him as he is focused on this pillar in front of him. And so you're 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 keeping him, I mean, it's kind of a group stealth check, so you're keeping him from being too insanely obvious. As you get within about five feet of this pillar, Jonathan, you know you don't necessarily want to be right up against it. You take a closer look and you can see there is this fine gold wire wrapped around the pillar in not even spirals. It's it's obviously either not necessary for it to be an even spacing that's wrapped or someone did it in a hurry, but it goes floor to ceiling and the, and the ceiling itself is about 20 feet high on this room, but the gold wire wraps around the pillar all the way down into the floor, and you can actually see where it then disappears into a hole in the floor. And that mm. seems to be where the sparking necrotic energy is coming off of one of these wrapped parts of the gold wire through the air, through these skeletons, and to the other wire, uh, to the other pillar. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to stage whisper this. Guys, I have an idea. Carlton. Yes. You're, you're Halpert. Yes. It's got a wooden handle, right? Yes. So if you, if you hold your Halpert, it has the metal axe head and then yes. a wooden handle. Yes. Jonathan. Yes. 
as you're thinking this, you do know that necrotic energy is a little different than electricity, and wood might not be able to resist if 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 what you're thinking is oh he's going to be grounded and he's using you know with electricity you would know as a as a magician necrotic energy isn't the same kind of thing what carlton what? your yes. halberd wields necrotic energy right <laughs> yes clearly that's going to that will protect you from whatever's going on here right well you know this better than i do and i what? trust you Jonathan the Badge Muscular considers if a necrotic weapon would offer the user any protection when encountering necrotic electricity. Carlton. Yes. Do you have any necrotic resistance? No. Jonathan. (laughs) When you ask Carlton this, he says, no. (laughs) Bernie. (laughs) What? Can you bestow any... Necrotic resistance. <laughs> I am very. I I I have never wanted anything more than to cut this here wire, possibly freeing those skeletons. This may be a terrible idea. You want me to cut it? I'll cut it. We're working on that. We're getting you some rubber gloves that you could handle electricity with. Essentially, <laughs> I don't know what any of those words mean. Protection from from energy. No, not that kind of energy. Not hmm. necrotic. I can remove a curse from him once he touches that and gets necrotic. I right. can dispel some magic. Let's, since we don't, apparently don't have to cut this wire. I wait, just... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> can Bernie do a check? What if, wait, what if we shoot an arrow at it just to see what happens? The arrow isn't attached to anyone, and and Travancore's got like that arrow thing that like refills it. Unless I made that up in my head. That's a real thing. It's uh my my quiver magically reassembles the arrow, so I I kind of can never run out. Okay, well let's do this. Let's, let's back up to the door. Route. Yeah, let's back up to the door, and then you can take a shot at where the wire meets the column and see if you can just kind of nick it. And if you can, hey, that's great. If not, eh, no harm, no foul. Okay, I'm guessing I'm not charging this thing because no need to call attention to us. It's just a simple arrow. Nothing fancy. But hold on, Travi, didn't you say we had to be within 30 feet of you to be quiet? Yeah, we've all been moving together as a group before. Right, but won't your arrow be outside of 30 feet? Well, the arrow won't be quiet, but we will. The arrow also is not a a person who can have a stealth check, so... It doesn't cast like a, a magical silence or anything. It just makes people who can be sneaky be more sneaky. Jonathan, Jonathan, can you cast a magical silence? No. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'm doing this. Well, if you all want, right, you, guys you don't have to. All, all back to the doorway. And Travancore, if you would like to try to shoot the wire on the pillars, go ahead and give me an attack roll. All right, let's go. I believe in you. 17. Not too okay. shabby. You pick out the gold wire against the dark stone kind of halfway up and ping it with one of those arrows. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. All right. It'd be just like when Katniss blew up all that shit. Yeah. We're going to max damage. Oh, max damage. I summon my inner Katniss and uh, roll a 12. Another D, another max D8. I, I will drink nice. to that. Yes. <laughs> Here's to all the max eights. 
Your arrow pierces that part of the wire, and you all know instantly that this has broken the wire because it immediately starts to uncoil, and it's got that metallic grinding noise to it as it is basically pulled out from around the pillar on the right-hand side, and you see part of it fall to the ground on the right, you see bits of it that was wrapped above where Travancore hit and fall to the ground. On the left-hand side, that wire is still attached, but the arcing necrotic energy, it sparks a few more times, and it's... And then it stops, and there's this pause as the skeletons in between these two pillars hang in the air for a second in in an awkward in an awkward way and then they clatter to the floor seemingly lifeless hmm can we can we see if they have anything on them like if they have like the red door key or something <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I've stolen this from a Zelda game? Maybe Come from on. a Doom game. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've not stolen this from Zelda or Doom or Quake or Wolfenstein or any of those wonderful first-person shooters. It's However, yes, if you would like, <laughs> it's Wolfenstein. I thought it was Wolfenstein. Wait, is it not? That was it's, a that was no, a young Frankenstein joke. It's a young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, like. <laughs> At first, I would thought you like I fuck. <laughs> nope, I mean, I got okay. the young Frankenstein, but I really is it? It's Wolfenstein, right? It's Wolfenstein. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was like because they're <laughs> fighting Nazis. Why would Nazis call the castle that they're in Wolfenstein? I don't know. Do fuck with us? Well, they, yeah, because they're Nazis. Maybe because they're know. Nazis. <laughs> All right. Anyway, if you would like to approach and examine the skeletons, Jonathan, I'll say because of your uh, check from before, as you get close, the pillar on the right, because the wire has now been unwrapped from it, it doesn't seem to be arcing energy across anymore, and the skeletons seem to be okay, but there does still seem to be a live wire on the right. The part of the wire that Travancore cut off that still snakes into the ground, you hear it... Every once in a while on the floor on the right, and the pillar on the left still seems to be emanating a field, but there doesn't seem to be that connection between the two. So you think as long as you don't get close to the live wire on the right or the pillar on the left, you could examine these these skeletons. And if you'd like to, I'll take an investigation check. Before you do, is it worth me is it worth me trying to disable the other wire? Would that help at all? No, wait, don't do that yet. Yeah, let's not do that just yet. We'll do it on our way out. Okay. We'll try it on our way out. All right. Cool, cool. Here comes an investigation. Sure. Uh, that is a 22. You are very careful about rifling through these skeletons. These are almost bleached white classic skeletons. These creatures have either been here forever and ever, or they were brought here as skeletons and reassembled. They've got zero on them. But as you are examining the one that was closest to the right pillar, being careful of the live wire on your right, the bit of the gold wire that was up above where Travancore shot had fallen to the ground. And you can see that it's a loose piece of wire now. And 
it had fallen kind of next to the skeletons as you were examining them. It does seem to be solid gold wire. <laughs> I, op- I open up the bag of holding. I'm like, Jonathan, three-pointer. All right. Yeah. Jonathan, the magic muscular, gathers up the wire, kind of like balls it, and then does a huh, from his old portable days, takes a shot into the bag of holding. And then I try to like finagle the holding to like right where that's going to land and catch the wire in the bag of holding. All right. It's it's awkward because it's it's this bun it's like throwing heavy string so it's not like it stays bundled so uh Carl you kind of almost muscular. get you kind of get hit a little bit in the face with this bit of gold wire but it's I mean it's it's not thrown with any any force behind it it's fine uh, Jonathan as you gather it up you think that from the half of the pillar that you've been able to gather this it's a thick wire. It's it's pretty beefy. And if it really is solid gold like you think, this is probably like 50 gold pieces worth of wire. Shit. Ooh, that's Travis a healing core. Uh, yeah. Bernie. Dragon Core, fire. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, wait, I'll wait, 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 wait. Hold. All right. Not, I have it ready and drawn, but I'm not, I'm not firing yet. <laughs> Bernie wants to pick up a bone. Any specific bone? You've got two kobolds and two humans. A human femur. You have a human femur, femur in your hand. And Seems to be male. She's going to start walking towards the other pillar with the femur outstretched as if to touch. Okay. How close do you want to get? Uh, She's going to do it step by step because she doesn't know where the field is. Okay. Once you get within about five feet of the pillar, um, you hear a <laughs> and I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. The shooting will happen after the dexterity saving throw. Yeah, considering Bernie was the one who told you to hold, 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 yeah. hold, hold. Bernie and then got did a this. 12. Okay. At the very last moment as you kind of make that last step and you hear the energy field crackle, you have a moment to think to yourself, oh, no, that was... And then this little pulse of purplish energy arcs out, hits the bone, and courses through your body. And you're going to take a little bit of necrotic damage. I just wanted to see what happened to the bone. I guess if, like, metal conducts regular lightning, dead undead material or dead material conducts necrotic energy? I guess that makes sense in <laughs> fantasy That's kind of what I figured. You take 13 points of necrotic damage <clears throat> as this bolt connects with something and, uh, it's it looks like electricity in in a way but it is clearly necrotic energy that's coming through this and it it just eats through you Ugh. and leaves Ooh. you feeling a little shaken and you you instinctually back up as that happens before Travancore releases his arrow bernie just wants to throw the bone at the wire okay at the live wire or at, at the, at the, the pillar that's the still the pillar that's live you throw it when it connects with the wire. There's a crackling in the air, and you see the bone kind of bounce off, and energy, necrotic energy, zap this thing, and it it almost hangs in the air for a second, and then it it continues to fall and clatter to the ground. I shoot my second arrow. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll an attack. Seventeen. Where would you like to shoot it? In the middle again, or did you want to choose a different spot? Um, towards the bottom, so we get more gold. I guess uh, Carlton has a point that I subconsciously thought about. So yeah, yeah I'm all about, all about that more cheddar. gold and making sure this thing is uh, neutralized. 
Okay, yeah, you do seem to hit kind of one of the, the, the wrappings right towards the bottom. Go ahead and roll damage. This time only six. Okay, it seems to just be enough. This is, as I said, thick wire, but you've got magic arrows, and it slices through this wire. You hear the as the current is essentially cut, and the wire unwraps from the left pillar and falls to the ground. Oh, and it's it's pretty quick, and you were pretty far away. As it yeah. falls to the ground, uh, if someone wants to pick it up, since you were you did cut it off a little bit more towards the bottom, you'll see this is about uh, seventy gold pieces worth of gold. Sweet. And there is now a live wire on both the left and the right at the base of these pillars. And by live wire, I mean you can still feel necrotic energy coming off of this cut wire that continues to go into holes in the floor. Huh. All right, I say we put on our yellow vests and our hard hats, and we excavate to see where this leads to. Put up a sign, block traffic. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's keep going. We were talking about being on task. Yeah, we we had our little gold distraction. Let's let's keep going. All right. Thank yeah, you. I put the Good bigger job, piece in the bag. Yep. Also, okay. I'm sort of tempted to pull out the skull of Wonder God at this point, but then Travancore thinks better of it, leaves it in his hands. <laughs> yeah, fact. let's let's not do that. All right, so you guys are leaving the room and going where? Uh, out the other side. There's a door okay, on so the opposite mean, side of the room, right? That we came in on? No, this room, this is a self-enclosed room. It only has the one entrance oh. way that you came into. Okay. Oh, then yes. I want to look for a secret door. Sure. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. I will help. Sure. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. That is a 23. 23 for Jonathan and Carlton? Nine. Uh, Carlton, <laughs> you and Jonathan kind of take opposite s- sides of the room and search you know one going clockwise one going counterclockwise so you cover everything being a little careful around the sparking wires on the ground neither of you find anything okay all right yeah to the cave to the the cave all right you backtrack a little bit heading towards where the cave is as i said the the passageway leads south for about 20 30 feet and then branches off the left side being a larger bit of branching than the right side which way would you like to go and which one is the 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 one you're supposed to stick to when you're going through the maze is it the right or left side i think you're supposed to keep your hand on the left okay let's go left then go left okay so, so that's left the bigger be- one the for you guys it would be the southeast, which is yep. the larger passage. And I'd love I'd love you all to roll perception check. Sure. Uh, about how wide is this uh tunnel? It varies because it's an uneven cavern. The floor is uneven, but it seems to vary between fifteen to twenty-five feet in okay. width. Gotcha. And it kind of slowly winds its way down a little bit, as well as southeast. There we go. So I'm getting perception checks from Carlton. 19. And Jonathan and Buck. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular gets an 11. Bucks gets a 22. And Bernie? Bernie got 23. Mm, and Travancore and Shadow. 21 and then 12 for Shadow. Okay. I thought I did good. <laughs> Bucks, Bernie, and Travancore, as you guys... Slowly head down this passageway, being careful about uneven rocks, walking around bits of of just fallen rocks and even a few stalactites and stalagmites coming out of the floor. You very clearly hear from somewhere nearby, but it's echoing off the caverns, somewhere ahead of you, laughter. Creepy laughter? Very creepy laughter. 
Like, can you do some of that laughter? Can we get some Foley work on that laughter? <laughs> well, all right. It just sounds like they're winded, like from running too much. It doesn't really sound also like. Also, sort of sounds like someone's dog. Maybe it's. Hey, <gasps> listen, you Puppies. can't ask for Foley work and then make fun of my Foley. No, work. <laughs> I thought maybe it's a dog. <laughs> it might be a dog laughing. You never <gasps> Puppies. Um, you already no, have is, a dog. I know, but she likes all dogs. It's You're just going to run around with a pack. I say yeah. we head in a pupwardly direction. Yeah. Actually, I guess... Wait, do we describe... Okay, we're going to describe the laugh. We're going to go... <laughs> okay. That's the laugh. Bernie does it for her companions, and she says, Now, that could be a dog, and I doubt that, which is sad. But it could also be a creepy, horrible thing for us to kill, and we did promise to kill all the things in here. We made a solemn oath to a dwarf who was friends with someone I played foosball with. We did make a solemn oath to your foosball-playing-friended dwarf. And foosball, as you will know, is an unshakable vow of friendship. It is. And I think we have an episode title. (laughs) (laughs) Foosball, the unshakable. We could make one of those, like, really inspiring movies. (laughs) <laughs> that they make you watch in class because it's like PG. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really long title. We'll see. What would you guys like to do now that you've told your less perceptive friends about the creepy laugh? I think we head in that direction. Well, we're still stealthy, so yeah, let's do it. Laughwardly direction it is. Uh, if you're trying to still be stealthy, then I would like some new stealth checks, please. And With I your believe pass Yeah, Passwell Trace is ten minutes, right? Uh w- one concentration? Hour. Oh, one hour. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, it definitely is still going on. It's only Whoa. been maybe natural twenty. Everyone drink. <laughs> Whoa, two natural of them. Natural twenty. Everyone Double. drink. Whoa! 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 What? Wait, I didn't even add my plus ten. <laughs> oh wait. The small gnome in plate mail is about I to mean, be. Those are Rihanna level of stealth checks. You are That's entering crazy. the shadow dimension that Rihanna occupied. Bernie, like Bernie, like realizes the last time she got to do this was when she was with her. Oh, come on, Jonathan. Bucks. <laughs> Bucks got a natural 20. That's that's three natural 20s. We are some stealthy motherfuckers. I feel bad for when we fight things and we just roll horribly. Yeah. That's what this is coming to. Yeah, that's Um, that's what that means. All right. Well, I I need to get some numbers from people, mostly because this is going to be exciting. So, Bernie. Bernie got a natural 20 plus 10, which is a 30, which means she just disappears. You don't have any other stealth modifier? No. <laughs> You're just straight? Okay. Oh, wow. No, Bernie is not usually stealthy, but now she is. Uh, Jonathan and Bucks. Stealth Jonathan uh, gets a 27. Bucks, with his natural 20, gets a 33. Yeah. Bucks uh, disappears from this game. He's so stealthy. <laughs> buddy? <laughs> buddy? Buddy? Where, Bucks, you, where are you? You hear him in, in your mind, and he is just like, you didn't think a celestial could giggle in glee, but now you know. <laughs> he's he's full cloaked. <laughs> he is so cloaked. You know, normally within the range, uh, you're, you've got like, what is it, a hundred foot range and where you know where he is and he uh-huh. can communicate with you. He's so stealthy. Even though you hear him and you can communicate with him, you have no idea where he is. What the fuck? Good Driving job, buddy. Shadow. So I forgot to bake in my uh, my regular stealth bonus into my dice roll. So Travancore actually rolled a 36 and uh, <laughs> Shadow got a uh, 20. Actually, no, it's just a thir- 26 for Shadow, which is still pretty good. 
yeah, Jonathan, the next thing you hear from Bucks is that he has no idea where Travancore is. Travancore <sighs> has gone through space and time. That's amazing, buddy. So basically, it's like Travancore did that thing where he, sh- um, from Sword in the Stone, where Merlin becomes, shrinks himself down to the size of a disease <laughs> <laughs> and just takes out the dragon. <laughs> Travancore wow. is like, he's like, I'm not invisible. I'm everywhere. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then Carlton, I think you're the only person ever. 28? Yep. So you all got well. Okay. How did 28 end up being the worst? <laughs> that's the, And that's so amazingly good. This is insane. <laughs> We're yeah. going to fight something and all die. Just enjoy this, friends. <laughs> you guys sneak along through this passageway, silent as the wind. Just... And it's really only your your connection with each other and your friendship and the fact that you've worked together for so long that you are confident that your companions are nearby because... Can't see them. Even with dark vision in this cavern, knowing you're all moving the same direction, some of you have no idea where the others are. As you continue down this passageway, it continues down southeast and then it curves just a little bit and you all pause as you see coming from around the bend a faint light and that laughing that you heard gets a little bit louder as three creatures come into view two of them hulking giant skeletons dragging double-bladed axes with huge horns on their heads almost scraping the ceiling and behind them laughing in cackling glee is a familiar sight of a skull floating in the air wreathed in green flames bobbing behind these two skeletons giggling and laughing to itself almost pushing them forward as these two large skeletons lumber. And they don't seem to notice you. They are, just so you know, at this point, they're just coming around the corner. They're about 60 feet away from you. All right. They're coming towards us, though? They are coming towards you. I say we set up an ambush and get a sneak around. Can I ask you, this is just a question. Sure. If I'm invisible... Are my spirit guardians invisible? I don't think so, because usually invisibility only affects uh, you and what you are wearing or carrying, and your spirit guardians are technically separate beings. But I think, if I remember correctly, your spirit guardians are invisible. Okay. Look up that spell, because it'll, it'll say. I'm looking at spirit guardians. Their spectral form appears, and just, so I just assume the spirit guardians, like, are... I mean, in my head, there are all these little Kelly Rollins that are going to wreck your shop. Yeah. Spectral is not quite invisible, and for the purposes of invisibility, of the spell or the condition, no. But I'm not going to... It would probably indicate to someone looking for you that something is there, but you would still be invisible. Okay. Okay, okay. And and because it's your spell, you would know this. Okay. That's what I kind of thought I was kind of trying to figure out. Sure. What would you guys like to do? You've got a moment, obviously, as these guys come around the corner, that they don't seem to notice you. Uh, I'm going to tap Travancore. Uh, Not Travancore. I'm sorry. Carlton? Yes. I'm a little drunk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. You roll three now 20s at the same time. 
Yeah, yeah pretty much. Oh, all my wine is almost gone. Where did all the wine go? Uh, I'm going to tap Carlton and kind of like mime go fast. And, yes. and I nod my head. Yeah, and then kill skull. Big skulls. No, no. Fireball skull. Kill it, because I can't. But Bernie can. Right. Uh, that but should be our big. focus. <sighs> but they're big. I know, but that, that little thing is totally immune to my fire. Right. But imagine how the like, songs they'll sing about me taking down the big ones. You can still do that. You can do both. Okay. They're coming a little bit closer. All right. Fine. I'll do the, I'll do the little skull. Okay. Jonathan the, ma- uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular kind of looks around the party like, uh, 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 like, are we doing this? So yeah, when I they get, get I want to cast this when they're in range, but I got, I got things I think can kill them. Okay. What are you guys doing? I think we're setting up a surprise round. Yeah. Jonathan the Magic Muscular, as soon as, what's the range on Spirit Guardians? I've seen it before. 15 feet. 15 feet? Okay. As soon as they're within, and it does have to be centered around you. They center around me. They are me. They okay. protect me. If you're in my thing, they like you. Um, I can designate any number of creatures, which I'm going to be designating you all, obviously. As soon as they are in te- within 10 feet of a s- super stealth Bernie, uh, th- Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to cast haste on Carlton. Okay. And I'm going to go with, I'm going to go in swinging. One of the skeletons, one of the giant skeletons that were kind of in front of these, this flame skull, stop for a moment and its big head creaks in your direction. But we are the stealthiest. Uh, Yes, but one of my skeletons rolled a natural 20 on its perception check because apparently tonight is natural 20. Shit, we have to drink. Angry drink. Uh, I'm not angry drinking. I'm just, as soon as it looks towards us, I'm like, shit. And I freeze. touch Carlton. Everyone freeze. And I'm getting ready to, well, we want to get our surprise, right? That's the whole yeah. plan? That's the hey, plan. Yeah. As it turns towards haste. you. Haste. All right, you're casting haste? Yep. Yep. And yeah. I'm gonna... you, guys, you guys were, ch- it was like, si- they were like 60 feet away and you guys were chatting about haste and chatting about doing all this stuff. And so they got a chance to roll perception checks and one of them has noticed you and it starts to lumber in your direction. You you hear the axe on the ground scraping, sending up sparks. You see now that it's a little bit closer, it's within about 50 feet and the other two beings that are next to it seem, if they haven't noticed you, they've noticed that one of their companions has noticed you and are starting to push forward. The red bits of the eyes of this huge minotaur just lumbering towards you. Uh, Carlton, you've had haste cast on you. Yep, and then I'm going to go after the skull. Okay, you do know that you will, if you try to run past the skeletons, they will get attacks of opportunity on you. All right, so the two skeletons are at this point about 40 feet away from you, and they are behind them is the one flame skull about 10 feet back from the skeletons, and they are pushing forward kind of in a triangle. They have noticed you, but because you guys are so stealthy, Jonathan was able to get off his uh, his haste on you. You guys were able to kind of talk a little bit of... of Bernie can get off spiritual weapon, right? Or not spiritual weapon, but spirit guardians. Spirit guardians? I'll let you get off spirit guardians. Uh, Carlton and Travancore, what what did you want to do? You get? I'll give you guys one action, uh, since you kind of surprised these guys. Uh, I guess I'm going to... You know what? JMM told me to go get the skull. He told me to go fast. I'm gonna 
B, uh, I've got a beeline straight through, and I've okay. got enough movement with the haste and my actually just within my normal movement to get it. Uh, and so I shouldn't uh, provoke any attacks unless they have re- unless the one has reach. But no, I would still be within his reach even if he did. You don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know, but I'm saying with the way they're spaced out. Okay, so you're gonna rush forward, and then Travancore, what are you doing? Well, I want to know if I do a surprise attack now, would I still get advantage on my first attack after the initiative starts? Uh, if you are first in the initiative before the guys, yes. Okay. Basically, I'm giving you guys an action. I'm not giving you a full round uh, because they did eventually notice you, but I'm giving you guys an action All right. uh, as a surprise round. All right. I'm going to just launch an arrow at the uh, the Flaming Skull. I'm going to be attacking. Okay. So who attacks first? Me or... or- well, Carlton, he got to move. Right. Uh, oh, Jonathan cast a spell. Okay. You're going to launch an arrow. Bernie got to cast her thing. Yep. So go go ahead and do your hey, attack. everybody drink. That's yes. uh, yes. a natural 20 in your attack? Yes. <laughs> I did. Holy so shit. So I have to double that, that dice damage. Yes. Yes, you do. And the skull falls down. Well, let's see. That's what, that arrow's going to do 14 damage. Nice. All right, as Carlton charges forward, Bernie releases her spirit guardians. Um, Jonathan has cast haste. Travancore launches an arrow at this flaming skull, and it hits it square in its forehead, causing a giant crack on, on the surface of this skull. It wavers in the air as Carlton hurls himself past these two minotaurs uh they will get attacks of opportunity or the one will get an attack of opportunity on him and then we will go into initiative so the one that does uh that is a 20 not natural uh yeah that'll hit after the haste okay that's 25 slashing damage as it grabs you with its axe along your side but you do get past the one the other one is right next to you and you are staring face to face with this hated flaming skull and now we will finally go into initiative i wish i could switch initiative with bucks Ooh. That sucks. You didn't do so horrible. Okay. Well, Shadow Leashed. <laughs> That's rare. What? 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 Wow. <laughs> wow, this min- these Minotaurs. <sighs> Holy Once crap. more onto the bottle. Y'all been rolling Yeah, so that's a good. natural 24, the Minotaurs. Oh, boy. Wow. They both rolled really, really well. Okay. Oh, I'm going to die. Bernie. Bernie thought she did well. She got a 16, but obviously not that well. <laughs> Carlton. 10. And Shadow? Shadow got a 19. Nice. And Travancore? 11. And Buck? Also got a uh, 19. And Jonathan? 11. 11. Travancore is probably going before you, though. Probably. I'd imagine Travancore is a much more Dexy beast than a you are. A little bit, yes. That I am. And I'm guessing Bucks is going before Shadow. Yes. You guys get off all these actions before the Minotaur notices you, and they all start to converge. Carlton rushes forward, and the Flame Skull is laughing in its face as it gets to go first. It's going to speak arcane words, Carlton, that you do not understand. And then its its head seems to shift and shimmer and get blurry. 
that's all it's going to do for the moment. Uh, the Minotaurs, however, are going to converge on you because they are unhappy with you. And they are going to pull out those great axes. And the first one is a 23 versus AC. Yep. But I don't think a 10 hits you. No. All right. So the, f- the one that did hit you is 18 slashing damage as it oh. rakes into your side. Cool. And it is Bucks' turn. Bucks, knowing what this skull can do, and essentially, if it casts Fireball anywhere near him, he dies. Uh, He is going to fly. He's going to nod at Jonathan and then fly away. Let's see. He's going to fly to one one of the corners of the room or anywhere he can hide that's like 20, 30, or maybe even 40 feet away. And he's going to do just that. He's going to like perch up there and kind of like keep a lookout. Okay. Uh, If he goes about 35 feet away, he can get to a stalactite. Do you actually want him to hide or do you want him to just duck behind cover? Actually hide because he should still have an action that I think he can hide with. Uh, Yeah. So go ahead and roll a stealth check. All right. Is he still? Uh, I think he flew away from. He would fly in the opposite direction of the skull so and eight. the minotaur. So he's like hooting, hooting all the way there and kind of like <laughs> nervously flapping. So he's not hidden at all. He is super nervous, but he has ducked behind a stalactite. And because he is small, he does have cover. Uh, Shadow, what would Shadow like to do? Okay. Shadow wants to know whether he, I'm thinking about using my dash action to get behind the flaming skull. I'm not sure because of the way that he's floating or whatever, whether Carlton will get advantage on his next attack if he does that or not. How high up is he floating? He's only floating about five feet off the ground. The, these things were never floating. Um, what's Shadow's movement? Shadow's movement is to do 40 feet. Okay. He can move and dash. He can't. He, he's got a choice. He can either move and dash, giving these skeletons a wide enough berth in order to not take an attack of opportunity. He can get up to the skull, but he can't get into flanking. Or he can move closer to one of the skeletons and get an attack of opportunity from it, but then he'll be in flanking with the skull. All right. With with Carlton. No. Don't do it? That thing hits like a truck. All right. He'll oh. die in one hit. Gotcha. All right. In that case, he's going to try to banana around, avoiding the thing. Yeah, I see, I see him beelining. I'm like, boy, and I kind of point to, like, yeah. to the far way. So he won't get there in time, but he'll move pretty close to it, not within the range to, that he can attack, but maybe like one off so that oh yeah he, yeah so he, no he can get next to it he just can't get into flanking with carlton right that's basically the difference ah okay all right well let's see and then he can always move into flanking like by nanning around him on the next turn assuming yeah the slamming hole doesn't go after him but uh but yeah that's it for shadow okay yeah shadow <laughs> charges forward giving these skeletons 10 feet of birth so that because uh, you saw how the one was able to smack out a carlton and is able to get around and next to the skull and be ready bernie you have spirit guardians up what would you like to do now i know that thing hits like a truck what if bernie got there like south describe there south of the two big giant skulls but just enough so that they're not directly within smacking range right now. I want to be enough so that they get spiritual or spiritual guardians. How close do spiritual guardians? Fifteen feet. Yeah, if you're within fifteen feet, they will be within your spirit guardians. But judging by how they hit Carlton, you would not be within attack of opportunity range. Cool. I'm gonna do that. All right. I'm going to heal Carlton so he doesn't die. 
Okay. Um, Thanks. So I'm going to do Healing Word. I'm going to cast Healing Word as a third level spell because he needs a shit ton of He did get smacked pretty hard before he's been raging, so. Yeah. Um, So he's going to get a 3d4 plus 5. God, I hope this is a lot. 13. It's not, it's better than it could be. It's not what I wish it would be. Thanks, buddy. You have 34 health right now. And then as a bonus action, because, so here's the thing that's got to happen. Two things have to happen. I don't know what you want to do. They have now entered the uh, Kelly Rowland zone. Those two little, I was trying to position myself so both of those little bone bone daddies right there. God, that sounded horrible. Uh, we're in the Kelly Rowland zone. They need to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, they do that at the beginning of their, because so, technically you've made it them enter. So is, they do that at the beginning. Okay. It's just basically whenever they, for the first time on a, on a turn. Okay, that's, I didn't know, I didn't see the on a turn. So right now, as my bonus action, I'm going to use my very last spiritual weapon. And I'm going to cast it so it is it so it creates it would just be a grave digging shovel. <laughs> okay. Where would you like to put it? Carlton, do you prefer it to attack the bone guys or the skull? Uh get the skull first. Okay, it's gonna be in flanking with Carlton and the skull. That's what I was told that we need to take care of. Instead of Chester the Destroyer this time, it's gonna say Grave Digger. <laughs> okay. Like the monster and... truck. <laughs> Apropos. Yeah, and 1d8 plus spell casting modifier. I gotta actually, like, try to kill this thing real quick, though. I gotta actually, I gotta make a real attack roll. 27 to hit? On the skull? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, seven. Seven damage. Seven specifically force damage. Okay. All right. I was gonna say, it's not radiant damage, but spirit gardens are radiant damage. It takes a shovel named Gravedigger up the side of the skull and it's in the air, but it is still floating there. And I'm a poet and I don't even know it. All right. Uh, I believe that is all you can do. And so yeah, does Travancore. Literally turn. everything I could think to do on that turn. <laughs> that's a lot. Travancore, uh, as a bonus action, casts Hunter's Mark on this skull fellow. He's going to plant his, uh, his back foot firmly. And he's going to let an arrow loose at this guy. You know, I totally forgot. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Before we go on, Bernie, you actually have disadvantage on that attack roll with your spiritual weapon. I need you to roll that again. <gasps> Wait, but it's still in flanking, flanking, right? So wouldn't it cancel yeah, out? Yeah, it's in flanking. It cancels. E- yes, because that's how we've played it before. Yeah, it's just, it's, what this is, is this is a spell. It cast a spell called Blur, which made its form shimmer and change. Um, let me see something. So, all right, so here's what I will say. It blurs and shimmers, and yeah, thanks to your flanking, you are able to hit it, but it is still blurred. Travancore, if you're going to go ahead and end hit this skull, you do have disadvantage on this because you are not next to it. That's okay. So you yeah. Here we go. You kind of see its form shimmering and shaking. 23 <laughs> either rolled. way. Damn. You rolled the same thing and Damn. definitely hit it. You turn your bow sideways. Do I hit it for 23 actually? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. just making sure. You remember this thing doesn't have a very high AC. All right, that's going to do six damage, and not okay. only that, but Shadow's going to use his reaction to uh, to bite this guy. Don't you have a hunter's mark? Did you cast hunter's mark on it? Oh, I did. I forgot to cast hunter's dark damage. I'm sorry. 
yep, you got to do the hunter's mark damage. You do lose concentration on um, pass without a trace, That's but fine. you know, yeah, we don't need any more. <laughs> We're attacking things now, so it's going to be six piercing plus the five from the hunter's mark, so eleven total. Sure. And is it still standing? It is. It it seems to be super hurt, but it's still floating in the air. Well, it's a good thing Shadow's there, and it's flanking with its uh, with everything and the disadvantage. It should just be a simple dice roll, right? Yes. All right, here we go. Ooh, 11. Yeah, that's, right. that's 11. It's just a straight. Yeah, 11 sadly is not going to hit. Shadow is a little concerned about these giant minotaurs next to it, so Shadow misses. Travancore, did you want to do anything else? I'm going to step back about 10 feet, but that's it. All right. Jonathan, it's your turn. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to do something really, really, really awesome with this fourth level spell slot. Let me tell you, it is the 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 bestest. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's, it's so all the amazing. Awesome. It's so amazing. He is going to cast Magic Missile as a fourth level spell Whoa. just to make sure. Now, can he volley this? Can he like send... Magic missile, magic missile, magic missile, and then if the target dies, he like like a minigun, like he's uh, and moving around, or is it just like all one target? I believe the way we've done these both magic missiles and all these other things is that you do have to declare your targets before you fire. So you can declare ahead of time how many darts go where. You know what? Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to use one of his his last third level slot and cast Magic Missile as a third level spell. So that'll just be five darts. Okay. So we're downgrading a little bit and all a five darts bit. are going in. All right. Are they all going into the Flame Skull? Oh, yes. All right. Roll that that Magic Missile damage. Not great. Uh, 12 damage. Well, fortunately, that was all you needed as these five Ooh. darts do, 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 do slam into it. Carlton, just as you're readying to attack it, this thing gets hit with bright darts of energy that pierce it five times and leave it just a a pile of skull shell fragments on the floor. <laughs> Yeehaw! Alright, anything else? You know what? I am going to use my... That wasn't a... You know what? Bernie no, Air high fives him. She's like... <laughs> she hates this fucking thing. She's glad it's gone. She's uh, but yes, that's what Jonathan the Muscular does. Sorry. I was thinking about drinking my shot of fireball then, but you know what? Fuck it. I'll, it was a f- third level spell. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Shlancha. Carlton, it is your turn. The skull that you were sent to destroy has been destroyed. Yep. Rage. Turn around. Smack, 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 smack. The All one right. closest to you, I'm assuming? Uh, Directly south of me. Sure. Uh, and I'm using the uh, Great Axe, by the way. Okay. Uh, that is going to be 24 to hit for 18 points. Yep, that definitely hits. You chop into its into its bones. Great Axe versus Great Axe. All right. Can, second attack. Uh, 15. That still does hit. It is a huge creature. It's it's technically large, so it's bigger than even you, and it's it's hard to miss. All right, uh, 15 slashing. Haste attack. Thank you, D.I., for bumping my other one and making it hit. 24 <laughs> for 17. 24 definitely hits, so 17. And I'm going to do that fighter thing and action surge. So another hit. Damn. No, no, another two hits. It's another yeah, attack another actions. Hits. Yeah, I know. 14 to hit? That still does hit. As All right, I just said, checking. 17. Is massive. 17 slashing. Okay, it is looking super hurt as your volley just cleaves it this way, that that way, and this way. Ooh, uh, 11. 
11 does not. You finally, ah. it finally shifts out of the way. Not fast, but after so many hits, you're just a tiny bit too slow this time. This but yeah, you leave this thing it. quivering as it is super hurt. Anything else or was that everything? Too haste. Because I don't get another haste. No. And I use my bonus to rage. And then, yep. Uh, yep, that's everything. All right. So many hits. <laughs> All the hits. It is their turn. They're not smart enough to get into flanking, but the one is going to move up and go after Shadow. Wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, they got to do the Kelly Rollins. You got to do okay, the Kelly Rollins. Okay, what was the saving throw? Oh. Uh, wisdom. Oh. Okay, the one that Carlton <laughs> has been going after nope. is a 13. Nope. And the other one nope. is an 11. So they nope. fail. What happens? They take... They take 3d8 radiant damage. Okay. 10. 10 each. 10 each. All right. The one that's on uh, Carlton that he's been slamming into as it raises its axe, your Kelly Rowland strike out and it falls over in radiant destruction. I did the math. 67 points of damage I did to that thing. That was a lot of damage. That was a lot of damage. I love how you did 67 points of damage and like it almost dead and then like 10 little points of damage. Birdie, Kelly Rowland just goes, it just like gets a big gust of air and goes, it just blows it over. Yeah. All the Kelly Rollins just they go like they go like Ooh. Or like the little just boop on the nose. Just they reach hit out. like a boop. little harmony and it's just like boop. Okay. The other one does seem to take a little bit more damage from that radiant damage. It's it, it was unhurt until this moment, and as it moves forward out of your Kelly Rollins, it seems to wince even more. And it's gonna continue its attack on Shadow. Oh crap. Oh, jeez. Oh. That would be a natural 20 on Shadow. Yes, well, that will Well, it's a good hit. thing Shadow hasn't taken literally any, any damage. Any damage. Yeah, he's at full health. That's uh, like uh, right. the one thing I'm going for me. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. What? Well, uh, <laughs> what? Whoa. I can't, sorry, Jack, so for laughing. So that's 4d12, and I rolled a 1, a 1, Jesus. a 12, and a 12. Christ. So you okay, rolled so 20, 26. 24, 25, 20, hold on, 26. 30 points of slashing damage Ooh. to Shadow. He's down to 11. this axe just digs into his shoulder as I rolled a natural 20, and then max damage and min damage. I mean, that's all that tonight has been, has just been like... Maxes and, and min. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Mine were yeah. like all my rolls were max and min for the 3d8s too. This has been crazy. But that is fortunately all it does. It is Bucks' turn. He is currently hiding. Do you want him to do anything else? Uh no, no. He's uh he's actually as soon as Fireball Guy is dead, uh Bucks is gonna swoop down and he's gonna try check out the other side of the room. Well, you're not in a room. You're you're still in this hallway. Okay, yeah, the other side of the hallway. He's just he's gonna come out of hiding now because fireball guy is gone. Sure. Uh, yeah, he's got like a, if all he's doing is moving, he's got what 120. Uh, yes. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, he can get behind where these guys were. You can see that this natural cavern had started to curve around to uh, from going southeast to south. And then he gets just around that corner enough to see that it branches off again. And part of it continues to curve around going then southwest and out of his view. And another branch leads off to the east. Uh, the branch to the east, he can see just enough of to notice that 
it goes from being a natural cavern to a set stone floor again. But that's all he can do. Shadow, you have taken a ton of damage from a giant axe wound, but it is your turn. Now, the smart thing for Shadow to do here would be to disengage. However, Shadow gets a glimmer in his eye. And he thinks to himself, and anyway, I told the truth, and I'm not afraid to die. So he's going to move into flanking <laughs> with Carlton. But for his okay. action, but for his action, he's going to dodge. So at least the attack, if he gets attacked again, he'll have the attack will have disadvantage. He's kind of right. rolling the dice, so to speak, for lack of a better word. And that's it for Shadow. Sure. Bernie, it is your turn. Okay. And now I just have a picture of Shadow. Because whenever whenever someone takes the dodge action, what I imagine is some weird version of the potty dance, but also kind of like like as a jester. And so now I'm just picturing Shadow on all fours kind of doing the, the weird dodgy dancey potty dance thing. He's a little bear who loves berries and cream. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, so Bernie, y'all y'all think we could kill this? Y'all think we could kill this, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just check in. Nope. Nope. I think you're all going to die. Okay. Bernie is going to cast Guiding Bolt as a second level spell and let her do her. Like, I was making these decisions while I was waiting and I never, 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 never ready my shit. So there's that. Nope, and that's all that you can sing of that. 21's gonna hit? Absolutely. Sweet. Okay, as a second level spell, it's gonna take 5d6 radiant damage. Sure. 21 points of damage? And that's radiant? Yeah, that's radiant. All right. This skeleton is still standing, but this one bolt of radiant energy slams into its back and it goes from still being pretty healthy to almost falling apart. You can see bits of bones now sticking out of places. It looks it looks like it's having a hard time keeping itself together. All right. In that case, uh, Chester is going to roll on up in this joint and uh, attack as All right. he is allowed to do. Does not shit? Well, don't you have an advantage because it's flanking? Yes. Being flanked? And he's not. Yes, it would. 21 hits. We know that's 21 hits. 21 Uh, does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. And this is uh, plus, it's 1d8 plus spell casting. It's only force damage. Well. But it's not radiant. And no, it takes extra seven to seven kill. Describe in gory detail the death of this minotaur. Yay. So just think of like someone like hoisting back a shovel and just like whacking this on the head. The head goes a flying off of this minotaur, and while the rest of the bones just like think about like the like little piano, like uh, crumple into a heap kind of sound effect. Uh, the minotaur skull flies into the wall, and via its horns, gets stuck there. Okay, yeah, and it, it's both horns stick into the wall, not that it's it's been propelled there with such force to break rock, but it's just been shoved there so accurately that they happen to find a crack in the seam of this wall. And yeah, there's a, a skull sticking out of the wall as this thing dies. And Bernie walks over to the bear. And Shadow's panting next to, next to Carlton. <laughs> and she sighs a very put-upon sigh. And she feeds it a cupcake. Aww. 
I just, he's got icing all over his There's a moment in where Shadow just thinks that he's getting a delicious treat and is is very happy to gently take this cupcake from your hand and wolf it down in one gulp. And then as the healing passes through him and his eyes brighten a bit. It's not a lot of healing, friends. Uh, Travancore, go ahead Go ahead and roll an intelligence check for Shadow as as Bernie feeds him this cupcake. Oh boy, that's quite a disadvantage. I'm going to, while he's doing that, I want to collect a uh, nod-stuck-in-the-wall skull. Minotaur skull for really? personal effects. Really? Sure. Really? <laughs> you nat 20 on a bear intelligence check? I you did. Nat the bear nat 20? I was all going to drink. I don't care. Everyone drink. Yeah. Don't have any. No, absolutely. Even though Shadow has a negative four in his intelligence, it's still a nat 20. So I'm going to say there's a moment in where Shadow wonders to himself, do all cupcakes heal me? And then he thinks better of it. No. No. <laughs> it is just good. This must be special because it came from Bernie. <laughs> and Bernie, how much healing did, did the cupcake give him? I feel so bad because uh, both of those D4s were ones. So he got four healing. It's better than the well, no zero. healing we yeah. had before. So yeah, he's, he's still got four like, help. He's still got gaping holes in him. And yeah. Bernie's just like, she's going to have to burn a healing kit. She's going to have to like. I can take care of it, like, next with my hit dice, next next short rest. Yeah, you do that, please. All right. So I've collected the one Minotaur skull that was on the ground still, and then I go up to the flame skull, and I go, Jonathan, will the skull want this? Uh, It's not a intact skull. It is because of those darts, it fell into multiple pieces. Well, I collect up the pieces. Yeah. Will the skull want these? Yeah, let's let's bag it up, and uh, and we'll bring it back. I mean, couldn't hurt. You can try to... Pull the other one out of the wall. No, the other one's fine. That one's intact on the ground already. Uh, so yeah, I, I put the piece uh, with the minute. I put the minotaur skull in the bag, and then I put the pieces of the fire skull into the bag as well. Okay, go that ahead and mark those we down. Give it to the school. Sure. All right. As you collect up these pieces and gather yourself and do a little bit of healing, we'll pause there. As you guys continue through the tunnels in the undermountain under the bloody fist. Killing and destroying and collecting as you go. For killing the flame skull and the two minotaur skeletons. For collecting some of the gold wire and futzing about with an interesting situation. For going in a puppardly direction. For 20 million natural 20s, including three natural 20s for a stealth check. And a dodging bear. I will give you guys a total of 3,100 experience to split between the four of you. Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com and see you next encounter.